I tell you to be different and creative and think this way. A much used business cliche. Kayla. What is outside the box? You got it. We're flying high with the wings and talking all things lacrosse. You're now listening to the Outside the Box podcast right here on Underground Sports Philadelphia. going on OTB Nation and Happy New Year everybody. Welcome into episode number 304 of the award nominated honorably mentioned number 9 NCAA ranked and of course viewable on YouTube outside the box podcast the official lacrosse podcast on the Underground Sports Philadelphia Podcast Network. It's KB and Deej coming at you new year same us 2024 is here. It's the year of the juice. And Deej is four days into it, and we need to go to the store because he's already run out of juice. Hey, I'm going to be taking a lot of trips to the store this year. I'm going to be running through a lot of juice. But we're going to make it through the year, and it's going. 2024 is going to be a good year. I, I'm, I'm there saying we go. It. There we go. It's the positive direction we needed there. There we go. <laughs> He's back on track, everyone. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and Deej is on threads now, too, posting his yeah. song of the day. Look at that. Yeah, yeah. I haven't posted one yet today. but You had a grand get- opportunity. I don't know if you did it or not. I could be wrong. But you had a grand opportunity on New Year's Day. I don't even think I was on threads yet New Year's Day. I think you were. I was, but I don't think I started song of the day to the second True. Could done first. Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, hey, February one. There we go. We already know. <laughs> but not a hey, actually. Step back a what? <laughs> <laughs> is that song by? Is that song by Black? I'm 99% sure because they say a word that I can't say. <laughs> Good. Then, yeah. yeah. <laughs> February songs are for black people only. Valid. And I only get, I get 29 of them this year. Yeah, it's a leap year. Oh, sorry. That was so Which I think that was so white of you. Yeah, that probably was about the whitest thing I've done. <laughs> Yo, you know what's crazy? We're going to record on leap day this year. Really? Because it's on Thursday. So it kind of didn't happen for real? What do you mean? Like, okay, so like if I take like a, a snap memory of this, it's not going to pop mm. up for another four years. <laughs> it's like a president. 
Because <laughs> like it's it's like almost like it didn't happen because the 29th is not real. I forget who I was talking to about this. It might have been Steve. I don't know if I know anybody that was actually born on Leap Day. Tyrese Halliburton. Really? Well, I don't know him. <laughs> I mean, like, personally, no. Yeah, I don't either. I would love to know Tyrese Halliburton. He's a hooper. Absolute hooper. But I don't know if I personally know anybody that was born on Leap Day. I, I don't either. I don't either. It's a good year for all the, the Chinese Zodiac people, too. It's the year of the dragon, which is supposed to be, like, a fortuitous year. It's only happened, like, 12 other times in the Chinese Zodiac, like, history. So the year of the dragon juice. <laughs> Why does that sound like something out of, like, an anime? Wait. <laughs> hey, what, what do you call it? How do you find out what, what Chinese year am I? What year were you born? It <laughs> just told me Tiger. Like, bro. No. I'm not. What year were you born? 99. You know this. Why are you going to make me tell everybody? Uh, you were year of the rabbit. Rabbit. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Mine's very ironic because it's I was rooster and I hate birds. I'm trying to figure out what rabbit. I don't know how I feel about that. Your element is wood. That's ironic because you're a Redwoods guy. Yeah, but I hate earthy smells. Season, spring, lacrosse guy. Okay, okay, there we go. Other people that are you're the rabbit. Ever heard of Lionel Messi? Okay. Ever heard of David Beckham? Okay. Ever heard of Angelina Jolie? Oh, I'm going to be famous. Heard of Albert Einstein, anybody? I'm supposed to be a genius. I knew it. <laughs> I knew it. It's got something to do with, like, logical or something. I can tell. This makes so much sense. Element, for me, for 1993. Metal. Season. Autumn. I was born in October. Mm-hmm. This is kind of wild, though. This is so, like, 90s, baby. Who else is involved in here? Uh, Britney Spears, uh, Jennifer Aniston, Justin Timberlake, Natalie Portman. See, you're supposed to just be a star. (laughs) I'm supposed to be a genius. I don't know where we went wrong. But a freaky Friday on this thing. I'm not that smart. <laughs> let's get let's get into the week of lacrosse we got coming up. What a nice little just cold open. We got we got a lot of lacrosse to recap. Mini week in the NLL this week. Only four games. Uh, which is nice. I'll be back at the Wells Fargo Center for the first time uh, this season on Sunday as the Wings host the Riptide. Um, We got the PLL schedule released and a new playoff format. Uh, So we'll talk all about that. Uh, But before we get started, make sure you guys are following us on the socials at OTB Laxpod, Twitter, Instagram, TikTok, Threads, 
Facebook.com slash underground sports PHI. Follow Deej on Twitter at SCS underscore next great. And he is on threads now. So follow him on threads as well. You can follow me on Twitter at KBIZZL311. Subscribe to the podcast feed on Apple, Spotify, wherever you get your podcasts. Leave a five-star rating and review. Uh, I know we get kind of screwed because there's no lacrosse podcast chart per se on Apple, so we get lumped into sports. But uh, every other podcast on our network this week was hitting the charts. So uh, let's let's make that happen for us, guys. I know it's a little bit harder because we're just in, in sports in general. But, uh, you know, shout out to Get in the Hole. Shout out to Toppins. These Toppins has been firmly entrenched on the soccer charts on Apple Podcasts in Greece for like a month. <laughs> F1 was on the, the sports chart this week in Sweden, I believe. Um, so, like, let, let's get OTB on the sports charts. Let's let's make that happen. Let, let's... You, know I'm, you know what I'm here? Is the Olympics is when we're going to get a big boost. Some, some foreign country is going to be like, hey, these dudes know what they're talking about. Especially when we're in California in 2028. Oh, yeah. You think I'm not going to be there? We going to be there. Oh, I know I'm going to be there. We the opposite of Magic John. Oh, we going to be there. Oh, we going to be there. Especially if you guys subscribe. Uh, so subscribe And I don't even pod. care who, who going to be there. I, I normally ask who all going to be there. Don't care. We going to be there. That's what matters. Subscribe to the pod on Apple and Spotify. And, of course, subscribe to the Underground Sports Philadelphia YouTube channel, youtube.com slash at Underground Sports Philadelphia. It's where you get full video episodes of this show every single week, full video episodes of every show on our network, live streams, clips, shorts, original video content. We are currently at 712 subscribers. I think we can get to 800 by the end of the month. January is like the longest month of the year where it's like, oh, New Year's happened. And then it's like you get to like January, like 19. It's like, holy shit, it's still January. We can get to 800 subscribers because of that fact. Let's get there. Subscribe, subscribe, subscribe. Smash the like button. Ring the bell icon. Leave a comment because we read the fun comments. We did get uh, a good one this week uh, from one of our new subscribers, I should say. Uh, so if you subscribe and you leave a comment, they're going to get read on the podcast. Uh, shout out to Doug M. Philly on YouTube. He came at us, um, although he called them their former name. He's talking about the Firewolves. He called them the Black Wolves. Um, he said, yeah, the Black Wolves are 4-0, and they're legit. They are legit. We'll talk about them uh, when we dive into the NLL. But subscribe. Be like Doug and subscribe to the pod. Subscribe to the YouTube channel and get your merch. PHIapparel.co. You want to stand out in the crowd. You want to be looking fly as hell. All NLL, PLL, college lacrosse season, all 2024 for that matter. Go to PHIapparel.co. Get your OTB merch. And right now, through January 8th, through Monday, you can use code Happy New Year. For 25% off your orders. That's crazy. That's unprecedented. 25% off code Happy New Year at phiapparel.co. And you can use code Underground any time of year for 10% off your merch orders. Easiest way to support DJ and I and everybody at our company by buying your merch. We'll repost it when you tag us when you get your merch. So go get it. 
phiapparel.co, code underground, 10% off, and code happy new year for 25% off through Monday. Deej, we had ourselves one hell of a week of lacrosse, and the more I look at that sweatshirt, the more I regret not getting the Backyard Lacrosse merch. They were such good logos. Um, We had ourselves a hell of a week in the NLL this past week, as our guy Hutton Jackson posted on Twitter. He said, banner week for the NLL. Uh, because the games were crazy, the rules all mattered. If you get that reference, leave a comment in the YouTube comment section. Deej might be a little too old for that one, even though he circled back and did know 303. Uh, it was a whose line is it anyway reference. Um, Why do you think I wouldn't know whose line is it? Is it anyway? I don't know. I didn't know if that was out of your your childhood reach. No, that was uh, we ended up doing whose line is it anyway in, in like drama class, along with. That's um, true. I mean, yeah. it is the it is like one of the original improv, like yeah, along with like yes and and like all that stuff. So, yeah, that's the only reason I know. I I probably am a little. It is a great show. That's that's the Drew Carey staple right there, Wayne Brady. Absolutely, I didn't uh, watch. No, that's so good. I must be. Um. So we had. Quite the week in the NLL, it looked like this. In overtime, Philadelphia Wings, Jack Jasinski, what a dog. Alabama's own uh, gets it done for the Wings as they beat Halifax 16-15 in overtime. Uh, The Georgia Swarm hold off the defending champs in Buffalo 9-8. Rochester falls to San Diego 17-14. Uh, Toronto takes down New York 14 to eight Calgary gets their first win of the season against Las Vegas, 17 to 11 Colorado storms all the way back and wins in overtime over the Vancouver Warriors, 12 to 11. And then in overtime, once again, three overtime games to end 2023. What a time. Uh, the Albany Firewolves get it done in overtime, 11, 10, Ethan Walker, puts the nail in the coffin in that game, and they take down Saskatchewan. Quite the week. Uh, Obviously, the overtime games stand out. The Georgia-Buffalo game being a one-goal game stands out. San Diego and Rochester pretty much going blow for blow stands out. What stood out to you the most from week five, Deej? Georgia is going to be that frustrating team this year. Mm-hmm. That will <clears throat> play up to good competition and will play down to not so good competition. So I'm just excited to see them play a team that's like even. Because I want to see, like, okay, this team's yeah. even with you. Like, how do you actually play lacrosse since you decide to play to your competition? Um, that was like the big, because I was like, where was this? You know, from when I, as I was watching some of that Georgia game, I was like, where was this, you know, two weeks ago when you played Vancouver? Mm-hmm. You did fine in both your games against Colorado, come out and beat the defending champs in Buffalo. So why didn't you win the NLL Cup last year? And that's how I'm looking at it at this point. Um, because those teams are virtually exactly what they put out in the championship last year. So if you're that much better, what what's going on? Um <clears throat> Because they didn't show that against Vancouver whatsoever. Uh, Philadelphia storming back was unreal. What a game. That game was, and this is all my wings, like, allegiance put to the side. 
that game was just so fun to watch. Like, back and forth, back and forth, clawing back. Halifax takes a lead. Boom. Wings try to go and answer, and they answer. From, like, second quarter on, that game was unbelievable. I don't know what it is about Halifax, but they always have these high-scoring overtime games at their barn. Yeah, all the time. And, and, <laughs> and it's exciting. that's probably what keeps people going back. Like you're on the there because like you don't know what's going to happen. And, and most of the time, Halifax comes out on top. So that's always good for them. Uh, and then the, the Rochester-San Diego game was everything everyone thought it was going to be, uh, except a lot of people had Rochester winning, including us, and that wasn't necessarily the case. Um, San Diego came out and played ball. And they looked good while doing it. So, like, I can't complain. Like, I think we talked about it. Like, we wouldn't be surprised or upset if San Diego won that game because we kind of knew what we were walking into. And then, of course, the happiest thing for me was finally seeing my Roughnecks get in the win column. And it was it, it was a good game, too. For a, a very long while, Vegas stuck around and made it a game. And, and never really gave up. So it, it was an exciting game to see uh, Calgary get kind of back in, in the right way of things. And hopefully this sparks the winning ways for quite a bit, even though they're going on another bye week this week. Yeah, my, my things that stood out, Zach Higgins is playing this season like uh, he was left off the NLL top 100 list for goalies uh, because he was. He played out of his goddamn mind in that game against Halifax, kept the wings in it, allowed the Jack Chizinski goal to occur uh, in his wings debut, his second ever goal in the NLL. Um, and I think that game, too, on top of, shout out to a friend of the program, Joe Reciteritz, all-time leading point scorer for an American-born NLL player, passes Casey Powell, uh, who quote-tweeted our clip of the the point happening shout out to joey rez what an absolute beast of a human he is just that's a feat that like felt like one of those things that would never be broken and then joey rez goes out there and is all-time point score by an american-born nll player now uh so shout out to him and that's a friend of the program for you baby um he was great. Mitch Jones was fantastic. But I think the, the thing that stands out to me from that game is not only is it a season-altering game for the Wings because the difference between 2-2 two and 1-3 two and and in a unified standings at this point in the season is drastic, but it also shows that you can win without your guys that you're missing. Wings missing Blaze Reardon, Holden Katoni in this one like they were against Albany, but you lose by five at home without them. To go in hostile environment, gut out an overtime win like that, and show to your locker room that you can win without two of your big offensive pieces, without your captain, I think is a huge confidence boost for the guys in that locker room. And sure, it's a bunch of veterans in there for the most part, but I think sometimes you need that, especially early in the season when some things haven't gone your way from injuries to losing two in a row to kind of get that early season boost for yourself and know, hey, we're capable of going toe-to-toe -to -toe with some of the teams that people view as the best in the league is a, a massive, massive, like, internal boost for the Wings. Um, so that stood out to me. 
Buffalo's offense kind of kind of off to a slow start this year. They have struggled to score points. Um, you know, eight goals is not going to get it done most nights, and it did not get it done this night at all. Um, so that's kind of a concern, I would say, if you're a Buffalo fan. You need that offense to start clicking and start, you know, moving on more cylinders than it has. Rochester, San Diego, I think you put it perfectly. There's nothing much more to add to that. Um, the other thing that, to me, uh, a demoralizing loss for Vancouver. You had 11 goals at halftime and got shut out in the entire second half. You can't, you can't let that happen. But, like, I mean, what, what I said it. I, I said it when we were talking about these games last week. I was like, Dylan Ward's due for one. And the first half was rough. First half was rough. And then they came out and they played ball in the second. I almost feel like he got pulled. He Actually, did. Tyler Carlson played 55 minutes of this game. Dylan Ward played for eight minutes and 42 seconds. Is, is Dylan Ward done in the NLL? No. <laughs> for whatever why reason, Dylan Ward. Bro. <laughs> why you shut me down that fast? Well, I, I – think for whatever reason dylan ward just like struggles early against vancouver in his career i mean i was just trying to get one off (laughs) we can't we can't be talking about friends of the pod like that i mean he should know it's a joke engagement joke i just want everybody to be like dude are you stupid (laughs) because we got enough of those on lacrosse twitter we don't need to add you to that mix yeah you're right you're you're Uh, better than that come on albert einstein you're right. I'm a genius. I'm a genius. But, I mean, Tyler Carlson, what a performance. Only allowed six goals the entire game, 27 saves, a second-half shutout. Like, that's crazy to, like, especially in the NLL, to have one quarter of play be a shutout is like a feat that like, Hey, hats off to our goalie hats off to our defense. Like you guys came to play in that quarter. (laughs) You're the dragon, but you're not a lizard. You don't do that tongue thing. (laughs) Name that reference in the YouTube comment section. (laughs) (laughs) That was an intrusive thought that let itself out. You look like uh, Spongebob when he was trying Gary's food. (laughs) Bro, I'm going to be honest. I'm drinking Powerade. I just wanted to know if my tongue was blue. (laughs) (laughs) Caught in 4K. Just kidding. 1080p. Man, bro. Caught me hard. <laughs> oh man, that's amazing. But I mean, for like I was saying, like Tyler Carlson, like you you talk about one quarter in the NLL and your goalie and your defense getting to shut out in one quarter. That's like, yo, hats off to you. He went third quarter, fourth quarter, and overtime, not letting up a goal. That's unreal performance by Tyler Carlson. So kudos to him. Job well done. 
uh, by the Colorado Mammoth getting that that win there. And like our, our YouTube comment section said, Albany's legit, bro. <laughs> They're legit. 11-10 overtime win. I thought Saskatchewan was going to have them. Had him on the brink, and then Ethan Walker said, ah, 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 not so fast. And uh, the NLL put a stat out, seventy, I think it's 77% of teams that start 4-0 have made the playoffs. Albany could be on their way. Could be on their way. They're pretty legit. It's kind of crazy to talk about a team last year that was pretty bad. It looked like they were mailing it in most of the season. And then they uh they go and get the dub and man, they are they are fun. It's a young team getting it done too, which is exciting for the league itself. Um what a what a performance for the Albany Firewolves, man. You know what else I just noticed? Gotta, gotta uh, scratch out, crack the knuckles for this. It's one. also the best start in franchise history for the Firewolves. And That's I'm assuming fun. that includes the Black Wolves as well. Mm-hmm. But I could be wrong. But at least in Albany Firewolves history, best start in franchise history. Uh, I noticed swagger. Albany has that that swagger to them, like not the in it's a different kind of swagger in lacrosse right when you watch football basketball like other sports like that guys walk with a swagger like oh i'm better than this guy or my team's better than this team that's it albany walks with a swagger of we are going to outwork this team across from us like they know when they're coming in they're coming in 150% they're going to make your life a living hell and if you want to beat them, you're going to have to literally be crawling out of there when you're done because you're going to give everything you have. And right now, no team can beat Albany because they can't outplay them. They can't outhustle them. They can't outwork them. And that's what I love about lacrosse is you don't necessarily have to have all the skill or the best players per se. You just got to have the mindset that you're not going to get outworked and you just have to work harder than the guy across from you. Absolutely love that. And that's what Albany's doing. They're outworking everyone, starting with probably Joe Nardella. That's probably who restarted this whole thing. They probably had a big kumbaya. Won 88% of his faceoffs in this game against Saskatchewan. During training camp, he's like, look, either you're going to outwork the guy across from you or you're not playing on this team. (laughs) Pretty much what it seems like happens because these dudes go out and they absolutely battle and, and they look you in your eye and are like, if you want the ball that's on the ground right here, you got to fight me for it, and, and they don't win. So, like, it, honestly, I love what I'm seeing from Albany, and, and it's what every kid or every parent of a, of a player, that is what you want to play like. You just want to simply outwork not only everybody across from you on the other team, outwork your teammates too. Mm-hmm. Every coach will see that, and that's the kind of player they want. Is a guy that's just going to go out and work hard the entire time he's out. I also stand corrected. Among current franchises, teams that started season four and zero have made the playoffs a hundred percent of the time. All right, Albany. I'm saying you. that they're in. 
But Ball. the trend is Albany's going to make the playoffs this year. Balls in your court, Albany. On your turf, I should say. Balls on your it's crazy. turf. And, and I mean, and- we, we have a chance for another team to do the same in a couple weeks with Toronto as they're 3-0. Mm-hmm. So you know, see potentially uh, the first two playoff teams in the NLL this year being Toronto and Albany if they're both or no. Just a bang. Early championship series or early championship? That'd be Can a crazy championship. Like how I mean, both I'm, teams are playing right now, that'd be a crazy title game. I would be here for it. And like the crazy part is Toronto doesn't have Tom Schreiber back yet. Mm-hmm. So we don't even know what they actually look like this year because somebody's coming off that active roster for him to get on it and that's going to shift some people around offensively and such but realistically they should be just fine if not better when they get captain america back so that's going to be something to keep an eye on just like the ball between us being right up in the middle again because we're basically reset at the beginning of the year pretty much I didn't realize that until I just did the math now and we're both tied at 11 and 15. Yep. And I've had two winning weeks in a row, so I think I'm I'm starting to warm up. I do have to say, though, I mean, win is a win. You got your dubs. I mean, it, it is unfortunate for me that the two teams I picked to win end up losing in overtime. <laughs> yeah. That is unfortunate. Like, I was that close to being like, holy shit, I'm a fucking prophetic genius. And then overtime comes around. I'm like, SpongeBob, overtime! I, I'm i sorry for the Colorado one. Because yeah, that one hurt. And I love Colorado. I love my mammoth squad out there. That one hurt. I just wasn't watching. And then I happened to turn on, like, right toward the beginning of the third quarter, and everything else is history. So I'm sorry for turning the game on. I should have just stayed not watching. But all is fair in love and war, and the Wings got a win, and that was awesome because watching that game, being that it was the only game on at that time, like, I wasn't at – the game, obviously, because it was in Halifax. Like, I got to sit on my couch with my parents and watch that game as a fucking fan. I was screaming at the TV. I was like, let's go. Like, I was hyped, bro. The back and forth in that game, I was, like, in full fan mode. And as soon as they tied it in, like, the fourth quarter, I was like, now let's go on a fucking run. Let's make a fucking run and go win this game. And then, like, Halifax would would get a stop. And then I was like, let's get a fucking stop, boys. Let's get a fucking stop. I'm, like, yelling at the TV. And then Jack Jasinski just comes through, which we put it out on Twitter. Uh, I'm going to talk to Wings people this weekend when I'm there to see if we can get Jack on the pod because I think his story is awesome. The fact that he is the first and only player in NLL history from the state of Alabama is kind of wild. And then makes his debut with the team. Scores the game-winning overtime goal, and like everyone talking pregame, how they're so stoked to see Jack Jasinski playing lacrosse again. Like, I think it's just such a cool story, and it's on the same night that you know American-born player makes his his team debut. His teammate sets the all-time 
record for points scored by an American-born player. Like, I thought it was just such a cool, awesome story. So we're going to work to get Jack Jasinski on the podcast for sure. Plus, his story to get to the wings this year was he went to an open tryout and made the team. Like, that's just, like, that's some, that is the true, like, Philadelphia shit right there. That is like Vince Papali, like open tryout, boom, makes the roster, becomes like a folk legend for the Eagles. Not saying it's on the same level for Jack, but like this season, like when they play the highlight reels back and they play like the year in review for the wings, that overtime goal is going to be playing everywhere in that hype video. I mean, yeah, almost makes me want to just go to an open tryout and see what happens, but I, I wouldn't. Yo, when the turbos eventually come back, I bro, I wouldn't last a second out there. I I am 150 pounds soaking wet, bro. Like, nope, nope. But I think the difference for you, as opposed to some of the guys that are like lighter players in terms of weight, like you have the height to be able to go like blow for blow, and like use your body to your advantage there. Where, like, a lot of, like, the players that, like, we think would be good in the NLL, like, we, we talk about how, like, a few years ago, like, when he was coming out, like, Ryder Garns, he gets drafted by the Bandits. Grant Amen gets drafted by Albany. Michael Sowers gets drafted by Albany. Like, they don't have the height to be able to last in the NLL. Where you not saying, like, you're going to do this. But if you were to go to an open tryout, try to make a team. Like, you have the height advantage to be able to use your body more than guys of that height stature. I just might have to. <clears throat> you could pick up a shorty. If the people get us to a thousand subscribers by my birthday, <laughs> I will go to an NLL open trial. <laughs> I think I was thinking about this because we don't have a 1000 subscriber um, thing like for celebration our for our pod yet. I was thinking, like, would you do a goalie challenge with somebody? Like me getting in net? Yeah. Who's shooting at me? We could figure that out. I'm just saying in general, <laughs> like, would you do it? I'm not saying, like, I'm not saying Duke's level of Jared Newman launching a can 121 do, at you. Can I do box goalie? Sure. I'd be down to do box goalie. So we just got to find a a time, a place, and a player once we get to 1,000 subscribers. There it is. Well, what kind of, what level player are we thinking before I just agree to this? I feel, I feel like it's got to be a friend of the pod or somebody who wants to be a friend of the pod. Hell no. <laughs> what is wrong with you? Again, I'm not saying Jared Newman's launching at you. Do you want to shoot at me? I'll do that. Bro, I wouldn't even score on you. That's the point. <laughs> I'm okay with you hitting me. What's the fun in that? <laughs> oh. I'm giving you box goalie pads. Okay, have you ever seen a box goalie get hurt? Because they do. Yeah, I saw Zach Higgins get a ball stuck in his cage. And you think it's just safe? Like... <laughs> We, we will have to massage this idea. We'll figure it out. Man. What y'all think out there? Man's trying to <laughs> trying to do me in. 2024 going to be my last year. Hey, talk about the juice. Well, I see. <laughs> you trying to juice me, all right. 
crazy. Uh, this is what the NLL standings look like going into this week. The Albany Firewolves at the top of the table at 4-0 uh, have scored 55 goals, which is not the most in the league anymore. Uh, the Toronto Rock at 3-0. Georgia Swarm at 3-1. Rochester Nighthawks at 3-1. They have the most goals scored in the NLL this year so far with 57 the Halifax Thunderbirds at 2 and 1, San Diego Seals at 2 and 1, Philadelphia Wings at 2 and 2, Calgary Roughnecks, Panther City, Lacrosse Club, Buffalo Bandits, Colorado Mammoth all at 1 and 2, Saskatchewan Rush, Vancouver Warriors, Las Vegas Desert Dogs all at 1 and 3, and the New York Riptide at 0 and 3, still looking for their first win of the season. Indeed, speaking of the New York Riptide, before we get to our week 6 preview, I have a take. I'm listening. I have a take. Last night, as I was editing other podcasts for our company, uh, to hold myself accountable so we're not having delayed uploads of me being just exuberantly tired, uh, I'm going to start going live on Instagram, typically on Wednesday nights, because that's when we have a bunch of stuff that has to get up, uploaded and edited. Um, but I had a bunch of lacrosse peeps come through. Uh, which one of them will be making a return to this show very soon. We're going to scratch out the details. Pat Gregoire joined the live. Our guy Josh, plant-based Josh, joined the live. Um, And I don't know what it was about 2 a.m., but it formulated quite the take in my brain. So here is my take, Deej. As I mentioned, the New York Riptide. Face of the franchise is Jeff Teat. He's also arguably face of the franchise along with Trevor Baptiste of the New York Atlas. Jeff T is the Mike Trout of lacrosse. Both guys, Mike Trout, blue chip, can't miss prospect coming out of high school, gets drafted first round major league baseball draft has turned into generational talent, arguably one of the best baseball players of all time. Jeff T. Can't miss blue chip player coming out of college. So much so that Andy Towers took a gamble in the 2020 PLL draft and drafted him in the second round, not knowing whether or not he was going to go back to college or not. Atlas take him number one overall. One of three players to be drafted number one overall in both the NLL and PLL slash MLL. Jeff T. Arguably one of the best players on the planet right now in his young career what's something that Jeff T and Mike Trout have in common in their professional careers Deech they've made the playoffs one time have not had postseason success granted it is a team sport but a lot of that gets weighed and it's like oh Mike Trout can't get it done in the playoffs Mike Trout can't even make the playoffs Jeff T with the New York Riptide and now the New York Atlas, the Atlas have made the playoffs one time, got bounced early. I don't think we're too far away from seeing like the how we saw the Mike Trout Shohei Otani tweets where it's like they've done all these phenomenal things in a game and then the Angels lose three to two. With seeing that with Jeff T. Jeff Teat's putting up numbers, he's scoring these highlight real goals, having unbelievable assist numbers. He's he's hitting milestones in his career. But is he being 
held back because of just the situation season. I think Jeff T is the Mike Trout of lacrosse. The only reason I say not yet is because Jeff T can decide where he wants to go. Like with baseball, you're kind of, you get, when you're a good player, you get looped into these contracts that last forever and make you a bunch of money. And it makes sense. Pete's not quite in that same position. So if he really wants to win, he can either lobby to make less money and get better players where he is, or he can go where there are better players and make whatever he needs to make to go be successful over there. He, he has options to move. If he doesn't move, you're not wrong because he's just going to end up in this scenario for a while. But then again, Atlas being where the PLL is and the amount of players that are in the league currently, amount of teams, they still have an amazing opportunity to be good very soon and award him playoff success. The, it, the, the possibility is large for that to happen with Atlas. Riptide, not so much. A lot more pieces need to be moving there for that team to get over the hump. So if he stays put where he is both places, I 100% agree. If he does some movement, I don't see it happening long-term. And I'm saying for where they are in their careers like right now, like Mike Trout came up, I think, 2011 was his first full season. 2010, he got called up and played for a majority of the year but first full year was 2011 uh made the the angels made the playoffs in 2014 uh and that's the only time mike trout saw the playoffs in his career so far um jeff t gets drafted in 2021 for both leagues he's made the playoffs once with atlas riptide have not made the playoffs in their franchise's history just yet so it's like kind of similar trajectories right now, like as it's playing itself out in terms of just like overall team success or lack thereof, uh, along with what Mike Trout has been able to accomplish on a personal level from that point in his career to the point he made the playoffs. And obviously since then he's turned into an unbelievable generational talent. Jeff T is breaking milestones, setting records, this, that, and the third, and just waiting. Like, everyone is like how everyone yearns for Mike Trout to just get that opportunity in the playoffs. I feel like, even though it's still so early in his career, we're like waiting for playoff Jeff T. I just, I, I, I think it's just so early. And I mean, he made it relatively quickly with Atlas. Like, Riptide, I can't blame him much for there's a lot of moving pieces and in that scenario i don't know i don't know i I guess i just don't see it yet i think he i think the potential of him having success is much larger than it is in baseball like success in baseball is almost arbitrary but like in lacrosse it's easy go go out and beat the guy next to you literally like so he's having a lot of individual success, but I think Atlas is 
purely just a few pieces away from at least winning a playoff game. We shall see. But, I mean, the the comparison is there. Both of them have elite personal successes, and then the teams just haven't had I just, the it, overall successes to elevate just, them. It's just too early to throw that out. Like, Mike Trout has been around, like you said, for like 13 years now in the MLB, and, like, just hasn't done anything. He's been around pro for not even three full years yet. Like we, we got to give him time. Well, Trout, like, Trout personally has done I, everything imaginable. It's I'm just saying, the Angels is a franchise. I'm saying the playoff success isn't there. Like, but like after 14 years, you should have some kind of playoff success. Teach's been in for not even three full. Like, I feel like we're not even just us. Just the the, the lacrosse community in general is like over pushing like the level of success that he should be at like we all kind of have an idea of like where he should be and it's like well i think we we know the the like personal levels of success that he has because he's displayed and it's like holy shit like jeff teat's fucking awesome and it's just like can his teams get in the playoffs so that he can do it on an even grander stage so that we can appreciate his greatness that much more because yeah. like, I, I think if you ask any lacrosse fan, it's like everyone's a Jeff Teat appreciator. Like we, as a collective, can all come together and say Jeff Teat is a marvel. No pun intended, being that he's a super comic book fan. But we want to see him like we all collect. We're like we're like those grandparents that want to see our grandbaby succeed. And we want to see Jeff Teat like do what he does at a level that is the postseason where in any sport, the postseason means that much more and see Jeff T have an opportunity to play for a championship. I just don't want to see that taint his career. Cause like lacrosse has done a very good job so far at making skill and how good guys are differ from championships. Mm-hmm. Like it seems like we get that it's a team sport and no matter how good you are, you can't always will your team to a championship, but that doesn't mean you're not better than somebody who has three championships. Right. Like lacrosse does a really good job of saying, if you are the best at what you do, you're one of the best. Teed has already been marked one of the best attackmen ever. Like we know this and that's not being taken away. So I just hope that's not where this trend goes. Cause like a lot of people try to invalidate Mike Trout, like, Oh, like, yeah, he's crazy. great, but, like, he hasn't done anything in the playoffs. Like, dude, how many people are on a baseball diamond? Nine. Like, he can do everything he wants out in the outfield, but that doesn't mean that the Angels are going to win a World Series. So, it's like, I just don't want people to think that just because Teed is averaging, you know, five and a half points a game that the Atlas are supposed to win. Like, that's just not Yeah, I'm, I'm saying it from a – and I know you get I'm saying this, but for everybody listening, like I'm saying it from a perspective of like we, we've gotten a chance to see it now with Michael Sowers, and now there's playoff Michael Sowers. Like I want to see Jeff T in those elevated scenarios, not even saying that like, oh, Jeff T needs to win a championship for him to be validated. Like I just want to see Jeff T in a playoff game and pop off in a playoff game with his skill set, with his talents, and it's like, oh, shit, like – Jeff T we're on demon time now with Jeff T and then like him playing a, a playoffs like semifinal 
And it's like, let's see Jeff T take over a playoff game and have that opportunity to do it. Like, I just want to see him have the opportunity to do it. And right now with the two teams he's on, he just hasn't had that opportunity. You know what I'm going to tell you? I think you know where I'm going with this. I don't, and I'm afraid. You should be watching more college lacrosse because you'll Man, see. Man, I need a shot clock. <laughs> you'll see plenty of playoff. There is a shot clock in college lacrosse. I need. You uh, see, look, you weren't even paying attention when we went, which is wild because we were in person. There's a shot clock, and then there's a shot clock. I need a shot clock. Oh, man. Here we go. This guy. I need I need speed. You and this 30-second stuff because that's all you've been around. No, 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 no. I appreciate the 52-second shot clock in the PLO. I mean, but that's That still- is perfection to me. You say so. Oh, I, I having watched MLL games in the bubble. <laughs> man, I felt like I was in uh, quicksand. That is that right there is what you don't want. I was in quicksand. At least we had they they have a shot clock. So it's okay. No, nah, bro, that's, that's, that's the perfect amount of time, dog. That's the perfect amount of time. The most they could do is bump it down to 60. Yeah. That's what I've been clamoring for. And then resets go to like 30 or 40. Yeah. That's what I've always said to you about college. I need it to be but closer to the pro level of the game. But I but then again, the thing I don't like about that is those college levels, those college rules also have to apply to D2, D3, mm-hmm. you know, subsequent levels. And we would have gotten destroyed trying to sub with that amount and run a full offense in that amount of time, man. You know what we I got to say? Oh, God, man. Get better? Fine. Get your weight up. <laughs> See, actually, you should let me shoot on you. How about we do that for Hell no. <laughs> See, That's assault. You don't, like, you don't like that idea, do you? That's assault. I'm a I'm a civilian. Oh get out of here. This is crazy. Yeah, like Jeff T it's very funny in terms of playoff games in their careers. Like Mike Trout played in a series. So I think he played in three because it was a three out of five at the time. Um Jeff T's played in four postseason games. It's like almost eerily similar in terms of like amount of uh, experience in the playoffs he's gotten. That's wild. So yeah, did one more time. Got to go one more time, and he's already better than Trout. I like that. (laughs) (laughs) I know you you feel a little special about Mike Trout because of where he's from and all those things. But here's the thing with Teat in the playoffs, too. Like, he hasn't had an opportunity to take over in a game. How many career playoff points do you think Jeff Teat has in the PLL? In four games? Five. Did I say points or goals? I totally forget what I asked points. you. Points? Yeah. Uh, in his career, in four games, he has 17 points. Okay, not bad. I was very wrong. In 2021, he had five goals in two games. Mm-hmm. Two assists in two games. Uh, in 2022, in one game, he had three goals, a two-pointer, 
and three assists. And then in 2023, in one game played, he had two goals, one assist. They were in the playoffs this year? Oh, yeah, because Cromwell's last. Mm -hmm. They got clapped by cannons. Yeah, they did. I remember that. That was uh, Gillette. Mm -hmm. Rip. Um, I ripped Gillette. <laughs> so that that's my take is Jeff T is the Mike Trout of pro lacrosse. I'm gonna let that one simmer. Pat, for Pat Gregoire said it was too good. I'm I'm gonna let that simmer for a couple of years. We can we can flip that patty over when and when and it uh, when it when it comes to be more justified. Just know I was the first one to put it out there. And I like love I, Jeff. Like I said, we can flip that patty over in 2026. I love Jeff. I just want to see him get opportunities. Me too. Me too. Um, just don't want to write him off too early. Pat brought this up in my live too. I wanted to get your unbiased, for the most part, perspective Oof. on it. If He asked me, if the Riptide lose to the Wings this weekend, do the Riptide need to make changes hell yes <laughs> where what they, didn't, they don't even need to lose to the wings they need to i said it. i said yes but not head coach no i think it's a coordinator thing either coordinator changed or... yeah because they're too talented offensively like they have five guys t larson sundown Riley O'Connor, Connor Kiernan, and Kyle Matisse. Like, you put those five up against anybody, like, that's a damn good top five in terms of point scoring. They're too talented to not be finishing and having as poor shot selection as they have had. I think that's the biggest thing for me is the poor shot selection. I understand not finishing sometimes. Your shot is going to be off. You're – Goalie's going to have a good day. Whatever the case may be, you're going to hit pipes. Like That happens. That's normal. But their lack of shot production and, and providing good looks for themselves and others is worrisome because it wasn't like that last year. I'll say they, they were losing games that were high scoring by one or two, lots of overtime games. Like They were there, and it looked like they were going to be able to make a little bit of a jump this year, and now they've come out and like almost completely – regressed and, and gone back to an even former version of themselves to where things are very stagnant on offense. They're pretty much watching one guy. He's trying to just beat someone one-on-one -on -one and ends up taking a horrible shot from the outside that, that is saved most of the time. Like it, it, they did go back to some of it this week with the cutting and looking for the guys on the inside. They were able to get some of that going. Uh, T even had one this week where he cut right through the middle caught it, nice fake finish. Like, they got to get back to those things, got to get back to using the two-man game with the picks, get it behind with Larson. Like, that works for you so often, so why not continue to go to it? And if the coordinator doesn't want to call the right things, let him know his job's not safe. Yeah, I completely agree. It's one of those things that, like, hey, they're too talented to be wasting these guys in their prime and wasting veteran talent like Kyle Matisse, like Riley O'Connor, and not allowing them an opportunity to, to succeed. And, like, when you look at defense and, and goalie play, like, it's better than what it was last year. Mm -hmm. Only giving up, you know, 14 
to both uh, Halifax and what's their face? Tor- uh, Toronto. And only 13 to Philadelphia. Like, that's not bad. That's, that's better than what you were giving up to those teams last year. Give up 16, 17, 14 to those teams last year versus 14, 14, 13. Like, you're obviously getting better play on that half of the field. You got to go back to scoring like you were. And maybe you're two and one this year already if mm-hmm. you're able to score goals like you did last year. Yeah. So we'll see how that shakes out. I'll be able to see that game in person because. Riptide are coming to Philly, and I'll be at the Wells Fargo Center for the first time this year. Stoked to be back. I can't wait. It's always it's always good when there's an in-person game day. Um, so first in-person lacrosse that I'll get since the PLL Championship game, which is nice. Um, let's dive into the Week 6 preview, DJ. It is brought to you by our pals over at Tomahawk Shades, the best small badge eyewear in the game, from sunglasses to blue light glasses to those ski and snow goggles, to prescription lenses. Tomahawk Shades has you covered for a fraction of the price of the big eyewear companies at an even better quality than those companies. Why are you going to go and spend $500 on a pair of sunglasses when you can get like 20 pairs of the same quality for that price? You can get 20 pairs for $500 and have a pair for like an entire month ready to rock. Um, Tomahawk Shades just released a new sunglasses class too called the Bennett's I'm gonna need a pair of those I'm gonna need a pair of those ASAP uh Deej wears his tomahawk shades when he's coaching we both wear them when we're outside and we are full-blown subscribers to the notion that you need sunglasses even more so in the winter time than you do in the summertime I wear the blue light glasses when I'm editing while I'm watching lacrosse you guys can do the same. And when you go to TomahawkShades.com or download the Tomahawk Shades app in the Apple App Store, Google Play Store, use code USP at checkout for 25% off your order. That's code USP for 25% off at TomahawkShades.com or in the Tomahawk Shades app. Just four games this week, Deej. We got three games on Saturday, one game on Sunday. Saturday gets kicked off at 7 p.m. Eastern time in Albany. Halifax travels to Albany to take on the Firewolves. It's the Thunderfire Wolfbird duel as uh, the the adjective mascot duel continues with the Thunderbirds and the Firewolves. Then 7.30 p.m. Eastern time, Panther City goes down to Georgia to take on the Swarm. And at 7.30 p.m. Eastern time as well, we have a championship rematch in bandit land as the mammoth take on buffalo and then at 3 p.m eastern time on sunday the new york riptide at the philadelphia wings what are you most excited about for week six uh halifax albany i I wanted to not pick the first game of the week so bad but in, in all reality the halifax offense is back it's electric. They're scoring goals like no other. Warren Hill looks great between the pipes, and they're bringing in the hottest team in the entire world. Hottest team in the entire world. They're just absolutely burning right now. There's, it seems like nothing that Albany can do wrong right now, even after winning in overtime. like It just seems like no matter what you do, put them against the wall. Give, lead them out in front. Try and dictate what they do. Let them do whatever they want. 
just try and outscore them. There's, there's no way to beat them right now. And, and the only way I could see that is if somebody tries to just flat out outscore them. Like, I'm thinking old school Aaron Rodgers Packers vibes where the defense is like, hey, we'll keep it close. You just got to score at the end kind of thing. And like, I'm just excited for the absolute shootout that this game's going to be. Yeah, I'm stoked about that game for sure. I think that is arguably game of the week in terms of just what the offensive production could and should be uh, in that one. I'm excited for the championship rematch to happen this early in the season. Um, Banditland is going to be rocking. Um, kind of bummed that that wasn't banner raising night was this matchup, but we get it now and uh, don't have to wait until March like we did last year. Um, I think that's going to be a huge, that's a huge game for both teams. So it's going to be high stakes. It's going to feel like a playoff game um, with the, the situation that both teams are in right now, both at uh, one and two on the year. So you can either improve to two and two, or you're going to fall to one and three and you don't want to be one and three at this point in the season. Uh, and then obviously I'm stoked to be in person again for NLL uh, in Philly this time. It's funny that this was the first matchup I had this year in New York, and now I get it in Philly. Um, but I think it's it's four awesome games, and let's not discredit Panther City, Georgia. That's going to be electric across the board. Um, you know, having Jonathan Donville going up against Lyle Thompson and the rest of those boys, it's going to be an exciting weekend of NLL action and very, you know, concise, very easy to – consume with just four games this week so i think without any further ado deej let's get to the pick pond and oh they did it again (laughs) again. three straight games that are it's seven seven thirty seven thirty yeah bro i'm so glad i have an xbox with espn that allows me to multicast everybody doesn't have those options so if you gotta pick a game, I will do the due diligence this week alongside OTB OTB Lack Pod. Follow either me or them, and we'll be live tweeting. Not plenty. either. Follow both. My bad. Follow Don't. both. Follow both. <laughs> Follow both, and, and, and get those live tweets coming to you. I'll do my due diligence this week and actually be watching games and live tweet. I, I used to be really good at that piece, like. When I first hopped on the pod, I was like all over it. And I've slowly just like gotten comfortable. So my bad, y'all. I'm back. I'm back. Plus, you got a league pass game for yourself this week. I do. I do. And and I came out of retirement with that as well. My Lyle Lyle Thompson tweets are back as well. So be on the lookout for that. And be on the lookout for our picks of the week brought to you by Ken Wood Beer, the official beer partner of Underground Sports Philadelphia. It's a refreshing light beer, just 4.1% ABV, 120 calories, 8 grams of carbs. And DJs, they've got Kenny gift boxes available on their website. I am going to check and see if I can ship them uh, to other places that are out of market to get you some Kennys and some Kenny swag. Um, and you can get your own when you go to KenwoodBeer.com. And you can also use the Kenny Finder to see who's got Kenwood Beer on tap in the Philadelphia 
Pittsburgh, Maryland, and New Jersey areas. You can also get it at your local liquor store in those markets. Also, check out their storefront. Like I said, they got the Kenny gift boxes. They got the awesome pint glasses, some great apparel. Kenwoodbeer.com. Must be 21 or older to do so. And, of course, please drink responsibly. Deej, we start in Albany as the Thunderbirds go to do battle against the Firewolves. How do you have this one playing out for the OTB game of the week? I got to follow trends. Albany is way too good right now. And they locked things up for me. Came in real clutch to give me the 4-3 uh, record last week instead of 3-4. and four. I like the way they're playing ball right now. I said it earlier in the episode. They're one of those teams that, excuse me, it's just going to go out and outplay you. They're going to outwork you. They're going to outgrind you. And Halifax is going to make it a game. But I see Albany coming out on top. I was very impressed with how Halifax played last week against the Wings. I was like, wow, this team is playing fast. They're playing physical. Um, And when they're fully healthy like they are right now for the most part, they are a dangerous, dangerous team. I think they have a bad taste in their mouth from losing that game in overtime last week. I think there's a lot of pieces on that Halifax team that puts them in that elite echelon. Um, And I'm going to go with trends where sometimes you run into an angry bull and I'm going to take the Halifax Thunderbirds to give Albany their first loss of the year. I came real close to doing it last week with an actual bull with those bisons out in Saskatchewan. But I think Halifax has the juice, year of the juice, to, uh, to secure a W on the road. I like it. We move to Georgia. League pass game for Deej as the Georgia Swarm hosts Panther City. Big game for both teams as Georgia sits at 3-1. and one. Panther City's at 1-2. and two. I, you, you hit the nail on the head with Georgia playing up or down to their competition. I don't think there's playing down to Panther City, so I think they're going to play at a, a high clip. And we all know Panther City is one of the fastest teams in the league in terms of how they play and how they move the ball around. They're at home. I'm going to take Georgia to get a win. Georgia Swarm, listen to the words coming out of my mouth. I have a fantastic opportunity to go 4-0 this week and make it back to 500. And if you want to be the team to ruin that, we are going to have some serious problems. Panther City is a good team. They're going to come hard. They're going to play. But the Georgia Swarm team I'm expecting to show up is the one that I expected to show up most games when I picked them at the beginning of the year to be a league pass team for me. The one that beat Colorado twice and Buffalo once already this year. Not the team that loses embarrassingly 15 to 7 to the Vancouver Warriors. Show up, play good ball, and win another lacrosse game. I'm taking the Georgia Swarm. 
We move to Banditland for a championship rematch. The Colorado Mammoth, the Buffalo Bandits. Beach. Both teams need to win bad. But uh, Colorado looking to get a bad taste out of their mouth. Or I'm sorry, Colorado coming off a win, I should say. Looking to get, you know, back on track this season. Buffalo has the bad taste in their mouth, losing 9-8 to Georgia last week. How do you see the rematch shaken up? The biggest thing here, uh, man, um, Georgia can't score. Or sorry, Buffalo can't score right now. They've they've had a very tough time scoring this year. Even in their one win over San Diego, they put up 12. And, like, that's – I know that's, like, more than most teams are putting up, but that's low for the standard of their offense. And their offensive struggles are, are pretty worrisome. Colorado's trying to put some pieces together. They now have two very good goalies because we're not going to act like Dylan Ward isn't who Dylan Ward is. I, I – the biggest thing is I trust their offense more than Buffalo's right now. So I got to take Colorado. I'm with you. I agree on a lot of the things you said there. But I think being but at home I knew it. plays a factor. I think Buffalo's got they're like seeing red. And they, they want to win. It's chicken wing night this week. I'm going with the Bandits. Going with the Bandits to get a win. I think they need it. Not that Colorado doesn't. But I think being at home, having that home crowd behind them when they're struggling is a boost. And I think they're going to find a way to get it done against Colorado and get a win uh, this weekend. And we move to Sunday. Philadelphia at home, second time this season, hosting the New York Riptide. You already know where I'm going. Give me the wingies to get a big-time win at home on Sunday at the Wells Fargo Center. Long Island look away. As much as I would love an upset here, got to go with the Philadelphia Wings. Um, after what I saw offensively from them last week, even without holding Cantoni and uh, uh, Blaze Reardon, um, and then we didn't touch on this at all, um, but their their pickup this week um, in, in the Soros. trade sector of Soros is going to be huge for them on the defensive side as well. Especially with Armstrong have, out six to eight weeks. Yeah. I think they have just enough uh, to come out with a victory over the Riptide this week. So there it is. Your four picks this week look like this. Deach has Albany. I'm taking Halifax. We both have Georgia. Deach is going Colorado. I'm taking Buffalo. And we both have the Philadelphia Wings taking it home on Sunday. And those are your NLL Week 6 Beer Money Picks of the Week brought to you by... Kenwood Beer. 
Let's shift to the PLL Deej as uh, the schedule was released. The playoff format has also been released. And we have kind of breaking news as we've been recording. Uh, the PLL and Unleashed All-Stars will compete in an exhibition against Japan's top national lacrosse players once again on March 20th this year. So the PLL and Unleashed going back to Japan uh, for that exhibition. Continuing to grow the game out in Japan. Love it. I think that game has been awesome every year that they've played it. Looking forward to that in March. Uh, but we had the schedule release for the PLL this week. And it looks a little som, 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 som. Shout out to Swizz Beats like this. Um, we're kicking the season off in let Albany once again. Work. What happened? <laughs> so let me see them shoulders work. <laughs> It was a little delayed, but I was like, hold on. I know where that's from. <laughs> that was good. That was good. Well done. Oh, uh, the, schedule, the schedule has the updated uh, like logos and everything on mm -hmm. it. Ah. We are kicking off the season in Albany once again, as that will be the New York Atlas homecoming weekend from May 31st to June 2nd. Then we go to Charlotte, becoming a week two staple on the PL of Tour schedule. That will be Chaos's uh, homecoming weekend from June 7th to June 9th. And then for the first time in the regular season, we head to Philadelphia. We're going to the main line June 14th to June 16th for the Water Dogs homecoming weekend at Villanova University for the very first time. And then we have our first neutral site game of the season in Minneapolis from June 28th to June 30th. And then the last game before All-Star will be in Boston at Harvard 4th of July weekend, July 5th to the 7th, which will be the Cannons homecoming weekend. And then we head to the All-Star break. Going back to Louisville, Kentucky for the All-Star game. East versus West, which is going to be very exciting. I'm super stoked for that. Uh, and then after the All-Star game, we have our second neutral site game of the season back at Fairfield University in Connecticut from July 19th to July 21st. Now we're going to California, San Diego, to be exact, for the Redwoods homecoming weekend, July 26th to the 28th. And then we go to historic Homewood Field, August 2nd to August 4th for the Whipsnakes homecoming weekend. And then August 9th to August 11th, what up, Peter Barton? What up, Denver? The Denver Outlaws homecoming weekend going down August 9th to the 11th. And then we wrap up in Salt Lake City at Zion's Bank from August 16th to the 18th for the 2023 PLL champions, the Archers, the Utah Archers homecoming weekend. That's your regular season schedule for the 2024 PLL season. Deej, your thoughts on the schedule? Um, I'm going to cry if I can't make it to Philly because I'm coaching. It's a very real possibility. I would love to make it to Charlotte this year. Um. There's a very real possibility I end up in Louisville. Like I, I looked it up last year. It's 
a simple five hour drive from my house. Um, so that that is within driving distance. I we we need cool. Mike Rabel and Paul Rabel to have the boys out at an All Star weekend. Yeah, everybody else making it out to All Star weekend. Why? We why need we? OTB on site in Louisville, man. Why we ain't made it? Why we ain't been no guests? I'm trying to hold up a ten uh, for the fastest shot. It's something, bro. Something. Because like, why we ain't made it there yet? I just not patience. 2024 year of the juice. Year of the juice. It's our year. You heard it. You heard it, Mike. You heard it, Mike. It's our year. Um, but whether we we make it there by them or not, I, I will most likely be there. Um, low key would love San Diego. I've never touched foot in California, so it would be nice to go to California. I may do that uh, myself. You know what this smiles for. What up, Jimmy? What up, Jimmy? Because that event that we do here, we apparently aren't making that much money off of it. So we decided to take a hiatus slash sell the event. So I do not have to work that event this year. I'm going to Baltimore. The J, the I, the M, the M, the Y is Jimmy. Let's go. Dog, I am I am lit. I'm so excited for for a crab cake burger or something. And I mean, we talked about a possible OTB mirage out in in Denver and in in outlaw country. That beautiful outlaw hat. country. Let's ride. <laughs> so. I, I, I'm not opposed to Gotta that. Gotta subscribe and we need we need we need some sponsors to uh hit the boys up. And I didn't think I had to say this, but I will most likely be in Albany for opening week because that's pretty much And Deej will hundred percent by invite of the mayor themselves, uh will be at Salt Lake City and returning to his favorite city on earth, Utah. <laughs> Who? Oh, because it ain't me. I ain't going to make it there, big dog. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm interested to see where playoffs are, though. Do they go back to some of these home cities for playoffs? Do they go to some new markets they're trying to test? What, are, I, what will, are... I will almost put a, a 100% lock guarantee. Subaru Park will be championship once again. The only reason it's not the regular season location for the Water Dogs is the Union have a home game that weekend. Um, so obviously the Union get precedent; it's their stadium. Uh, but I can almost guarantee Subaru Park will be in the rotation more than likely the championship again because of the relationship that the PLL front office has with the Union owners and front office. Um, it's one of the best relationships. The PLL has in terms of another city's like ownership group, it's top of the line. So I can almost guarantee that, and I would almost guarantee Long Island's going to be playoffs again. Okay, where's the last one? That's a good question. That could be a a test market. That could be Gillette again. Obviously, to, to the Midwest to get that. Uh, that relationship still there, obviously. With um, Robert Kraft and Bill Belichick being investors in the league. I, I will cry. That. 
I will cry if I have to spend another birthday in Boston. <laughs> I will cry. Genuinely, I wouldn't hate uh, going back to Columbus. Dude, as much as I don't like Ohio State, they have a very nice lacrosse facility. I'm not. Like, if we could do. If we could do Long Island quarterfinals, Columbus semifinals, since it would be less teams and it's a smaller venue. I say Philly championship. Perfect. That would be, I'd be all for that. Might have to run this by the team and see what they got to say. We got big dogs. We got got some some good ideas. ideas. We're putting together a team. (laughs) (laughs) Could you imagine? Did you see that tweet? No. So I'm assembling a team. Nick Fury quote, obviously, for all the Marvel heads out there. And it was Pop-Tart mascot, Gritty, Left Shark, and the Duke's Mayo Bowl mascot. What about the Jesus? <laughs> Somebody said, the person saying this quote, and quote tweeted it with the Cheez-It mascot. <laughs> There we go. The whole gang's here. I just found it hilarious that Gritty was in the mix. That is hilarious. The Fanatic has to find their way in there as well as an iconic Probably. mascot. That's a, that's a pretty iconic mascot. But, man, that was so funny. Shout out to the Pop-Tart mascot. Shout out to Pop-Tarts in general. No free ads, but. That is hilarious. Um, Yeah, I mean, I can put a lock that Albany – I'll be there. Philly, I'll be there two of the days. I have a wedding on the 14th, so depending on what time said wedding is and what time said game or games are on the 14th will uh, determine my availability for that day. Um, Boston's very iffy for me this year just because of the weekend that it is, being that it's 4th of July weekend. We'll see how things play out louisville interests me i would love to be at all-star weekend louisville seems like a fun-ass city too to visit i've never been so that could be in the works potentially fairfield i'll be there that's a staple for me gotta hit up sally's once again shout out to them um baltimore i will be there and then denver it seems like everyone's pulling up to denver this year too bro you see brian is making his way out to denver like, that might be the spot. We we got fans in Denver. If we get them subscribers up, Denver might be a spot we, we find ourselves at in the regular season, which would be very fun to uh, take OTB to the, the, the mountains in the West Coast. Um, but I'm excited. I love the schedule layout. It's pretty – pretty standard in a lot of spots and then you mix in some some new spots and everything um with philly being in the regular season boston being a little bit you know middle of the season there um yeah at san diego to the mix for the redwoods obviously and i think it's a good schedule across the board um for the pll this year and the new playoff format announced as well where we will have only six teams making the playoffs. The winners of the East and West conferences will get a first-round bye, and then we will have three versus six, four versus five, and then those winners advance to play the teams on bye, and then you'll have your championship. 
two teams missing the playoffs now. The regular season matters that much more. Championship series gets a little bit even more exclusive because you'll still have two teams making the playoffs, um, but they'll miss out on championship series, which is fascinating. Um, so I think it just elevates the importance of everything the PLL does with how this playoff format shakes out. I personally love this playoff format. Um, I think it makes the regular season mean a little bit more like before, like seven teams getting in was like, yeah, we're seeing more teams in the playoffs and like that piece. But like, it doesn't, it almost doesn't matter. Like a, a team getting in with one or two wins is like not good for the league. Like we need teams to be competing at a high level, winning a lot of games and like being forced like in or out of the playoffs. And, and now I think we're getting closer to that having six in two out. That's like perfect. The only other thing I could ask for in this is for those two to play yep. in, in a game for the first pick, like, yep. like we used yep. to have, but Maybe we're a few years from that, or maybe that never comes back. But that's like almost wishing it too good. And I and I understand. I may be asking for a tad too much, so I'm okay if it never comes back. What's funny? Josh brought that up on my Instagram live last night too, and I said, not only if those two teams played for the first draft pick, does it bring in more revenue because you're watching more games, you have more, you know, games happening. Those teams, fans stay invested you know if you have just as an example like atlas playing the outlaws for the number one pick you're gonna have atlas fans and outlaws fans engaged watching rooting for their team to win a game to get the number one overall pick and have a shot at the top blue chip prospect coming out of college that year like you'll have that engagement from teams that aren't in the playoffs while you have six other teams fighting for a championship possibility and then your entire the entire league stays engaged and you're not having two teams fandoms drop out once the the regular season comes to an end and i think i like the the thing too of like if they played for it they play on championship day like they did in year 1 that's the that's the appetizer to the championship game you have the draft pick game at you know noon and then you have championship game at at 4 or something like that and let it all shake out and have some fun with that or like 11 a.m. and 3 p.m. like I think there that's something that should be explored just to keep the engagement of every team going for the entire season yeah I think that was like so I've said that like the last couple of years that like I feel bad for kids who are like living in those specific areas and we see it Every time we're out at these games, kids are wearing jerseys of teams that are like nowhere even close to being there. And it's because that's just where they live. And that's the only type of opportunity they got to come, you know, to to a game. And it sucks. Their favorite team isn't playing. And it's just kind of like an oh, well scenario. Like if you're having a tour based model, you need to find a way for as many teams to be there as possible. Like I missed out my very first time going to 2019 just on two teams. Uh, whoever was in that, what was it? Atlas and Archers, I think, that were in that that first um, in the draft pick game. Yeah, yeah, they played in the draft pick game, but that year everyone played. Or sorry, that was quarterfinals actually in Columbus. Yeah. So yeah, everybody played. Um, I saw everybody. So yeah, like I, that's fine, and like it was cool because 
that was the one opportunity I got to go and I got to see all six teams play like, or yeah, six. Mm -hmm. So like, I'm cool with that. That's fine. That's enjoyable. But then as the teams, or as the league started to build on teams, it becomes that situation where some people aren't seeing their favorite team, their favorite players play. They don't have an opportunity at getting those autographs like other kids got at other stadiums simply because of where they live. Like that's almost not fair, but I get it at the same time. If there's a way to make it to where as many of your teams are in as, as many of these markets as possible, I think you find a way to do it. Yeah. I'm excited. I'm I'm gassed up and you know, you have I was looking at the list the other day because it's available on the website now. If you go to the PLL website, Deej, you can look at the uh, the free agency tracker. What? Yes, sir. That's next tab level. Down. Oh. Tab down. The free agency tracker is live once again in the uh, the dot 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 section of the website. And uh, I love looking at those things. I do it with baseball all the time. And it is, it's a very similar type of thing uh, with the PLL free agency tracker. So I am stoked because we're about two months away from PLL free agency opening up, which I can't wait. I can't wait for free agency because I think we've said it a ton, especially once the home city's announcement happened. PLL free agency this year is going to be the most chaotic and insane free agency period we've had in pro lacrosse because there's going to be geolocation signings. There's going to be geolocation trades. There's going to be a lot of surprises and Deej, I'm going to, I'm going to put this out there. I was thinking about this when I was looking through the list. Um, now that home cities are, are locked in. I could see a world where Brian Costabil signs with the Whip Snakes. He's a Maryland kid. He's from Maryland. You know, it's not like the Redwoods are in uh, you know, South Bend or anything, and the, the Notre Dame connection is obviously there with guys on the roster, but does East Coast Brian Costabil want to be in California? He could go back home and play for the Whips. I think if he liked Maryland that much, he would have gone to Maryland. Has a chance to to do it now. Not not, not ruling it out. Not ruling it out. But I did. I don't. I don't see him fitting. Because my my only reasoning too is, and not that this possibility is out of this player resigning with the Whips, but Channy's also a free agent. And yeah, I knew one that. Thing Jim Stagnita has talked about since about last year getting younger there's gonna be a lot of hard decisions that they're gonna have to make he said that in boston after they ended up losing yeah but i just could you make that upgrade in free agency where you're getting a talented player kind of like when they got will manny obviously will on the older side though but getting an opportunity to get a, a player like that you go and get a younger midfielder that could be part of your your new era of a core for the next five years Maybe I wouldn't rule it out. I I don't rule it out, but I just don't see him fitting that team. Like he just, I don't know. 
I think that's a team that we don't really know what they're going to look like. As of right now, he doesn't fit. I'll say that. As but of right know, now, he does not you know fit. what is interesting to me though, because they're they're going to look different because Drew Snyder's their offensive coordinator, and I think that could have some sway in terms of like just play style of the offense. And I think if Brian Costabile got a chance to go and get coached by Drew Snyder, that could do a lot for his game and just like take him to another level of elite that we already know Brian Cospiel is capable of. But I think him working with Drew Snyder could be a lethal tandem of coach player. I mean, I, I don't disagree with the idea at all. The, I just don't, I, it's more going to be based upon. The it's move. one of those ideas that nobody ever thought of until. No, I think it's been thought cities. of. I think it's been thought of. I just think a lot of people brush it off because of who's on the team. Like, he doesn't fit their current dynamic. So if that were to change, I think a lot more people would be amped to seeing it. But, like, who's currently on the team, I, I just don't see it happening. I also think the other interesting thing, you know, we talked about Eric Law potentially getting traded when uh, the Outlaws came back. Lyle's a whole lot closer to New York than he is to Denver Outlaws, like the initial fake trade that was proposed out there. Just saying. Just saying, everyone. That's that's the fun part of what this year's free agency in particular is going to be. Just the hypotheticals upon hypotheticals upon hypotheticals. And you're going to get it all on this podcast. As oh, yeah. You're going to get these podcasts. You going to get them. I promise um, you. So make sure you guys are following us on the socials at OTB LaxPod, Twitter, Instagram, TikTok, threads, Facebook.com slash Underground Sports PHI. Follow DJ on Twitter at SCS underscore next great. And on threads. He's on threads. He'll be tagged in the threads posts. Uh, so follow him there. You can follow me on Twitter at KBIZZL311. You can follow me on threads as well. Uh, and make sure you guys are subscribed to the podcast feed on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcast. Leave a five-star rating and review. Help the show continue to grow. Let's take 2024 to another level. It's the year of the juice, baby. So go subscribe and, and give us that juice. And subscribe to the YouTube channel, youtube.com slash at Underground Sports Philadelphia. Let's get to 800 subscribers before the end of January. Let's, let's get that juice rolling into ju juice January, baby. Let's go. Let's rock and roll. Get to 800 subscribers before the end of January. YouTube.com slash at Underground Sports Philadelphia. Get your merch, phiapparel.co, through Monday. Use code Happy New Year. That's Monday, January 8th, 2024. Uh, just in case anybody's watching this after that. Uh, code Happy New Year for 25% off your merch. And this has been episode number 304 of the award-nominated, honorably mentioned, number nine NCAA ranked, and of course viewable on YouTube, Outside the Box podcast, official lacrosse podcast on the Underground Sports Philadelphia Podcast Network. For Deej, I'm KB. Enjoy this weekend of lacrosse. If you're going to be at the Wells Fargo Center, come say what's up. But until then, we're getting the heck up out of here. We are signing off. Peace. Peace.
and that's outside the box.